Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast, the podcast that helps you make your ellipses count. I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot, dot, dot writer, foster child advocate, and this week, resume getter togetherer. Ooh, we know some people who could help with that. Thank goodness. (laughs) I need some help. We have about 50 of them. (laughs) And I'm Suzanne Kearns, mom and dot, dot, dot writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate. And this week, I am counting down the days until my daughter goes back to college, but not in like the mean way, in in the (laughs) in the nice loving way, and that I do not want her to leave. But man, we've had like Three weeks. I feel like college kids get a get a good break. They get a nice long break. Yeah. yeah. So and y'all had so much fun. It has been wonderful. I think she's probably bored to tears, but for the just parents, stare at her. I just sometimes, like, sometimes yeah, I yeah. do. <laughs> she turns around and just like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I think I'm going to be in Harvey's hip pocket when he comes home next year, <laughs> and he's going to love it. Okay, we're off track already. (laughs) I know, it's our gift. All right, well, welcome to 2024. It is a new season of the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We have been on hiatus for the last few months. So today we're going to talk about where we have been and plans for upcoming episodes. Yeah, because we're back, baby. Yay! Oh my gosh. And as both Missy and I have decided, it's even though it's just been a short break kind of well three months is a while three months we have apparently forgotten all of the things about how microphones work and how (laughs) zoom works and how to talk into a camera and so so bear with us as we do this (laughs) yes yeah this is like our dry run our practice run and then and then we'll invite guests to talk to but for just today it's just the two of us a quickie on where we've been and yeah what we're looking forward to the next couple months those three months felt like three years yeah, I know. But it's probably the biggest news has been everybody's been very kind and checking in on you health wise. Yes. And part of the reason for our hiatus was around health. So I'll let yeah. you do a little update. Okay. Um, and I, I, I told you beforehand, like I, I could do an hour long episode on this. <laughs> if anybody wants an hour long episode at some point, I, we can talk about it. People have questions. I'm happy to answer questions. Just if you have questions just because you're curious, fine, reach out. Especially if you are going through something like this or know somebody going through it, reach out to me. I'm happy to talk about it. Some people think, oh, I don't want to bring it up or does it, you know, does it make you sad or is it stressful? And no, I mean, I have sad moments and mad moments. I'm angry a lot, which is a whole other thing we'll get into, but it doesn't mean I don't want to talk about it. So I was diagnosed with breast cancer in August, and I was diagnosed with DCIS. We've talked about it before, so there's an episode, we'll link to it, where we go back and talk about that. And I had some choices to make about my treatment, and I chose what is basically a one-and-done treatment if the pathology comes back clear, which mine did. The pathology came back, and they got everything, and I had a bilateral mastectomy and had one lymph node removed on my right side, which is the side the cancer was on. I'm happy to talk to anybody who wants to know about my decision-making process. That's a long conversation. We don't want to use this whole hour talking about it, but if you're curious, I'd love to talk to you about it. It's a big decision, and I had options, and that's where I landed. 
um, and my pathology came back that they got everything in that surgery. So I did not have any follow-up radiation or chemo, which I'm thankful for. But I had that surgery at the end of September. I was supposed to have it at the beginning of September, but I got COVID. So <laughs> yes. September was a super fun month. Oh um, my gosh, that was... I can't believe I'd never had COVID. I went three years, never caught it, got it in September. So I had to bump surgery, get over COVID, and then have surgery. So I had about a three-week window in there to get better and have surgery. So I had that done September 27th and then took a couple months to recover. And I am now to a point where I, I'm not fully recovered. It just takes a while, but I am pretty normal, as normal as normal can be. Yes. Um, like I have almost a full range of motion. What's left is like this tiny bit and I'm going to therapy, physical therapy to get it. And yeah, so that's where I have been. And it's been a crazy road. And um, maybe we'll do an episode sometime on like, what things I've learned. And I've learned a lot about what not to say to someone who's diagnosed with cancer. I've learned a lot about what is amazing. I mean, people, people showed up and just did things that I wouldn't, I didn't even realize were like, that I would need or want, mm-hmm. you know, like they just... Mm-hmm. They just showed up. They brought themselves to that. And it, it would, I learned a lot about if someone else in my life is going through it, what mattered to me and what helped me. And yeah, so happy to talk to anybody about that too. Oh, I think that's, that's such a good lesson to be able to share with people because I know I'm one of those people that's just like, kind of, we talk about it all the time. You're not going to do it if you think you're going to do it wrong. And right. I always think I'll do something wrong. And so that stops me from doing things sometimes right? just because, yeah, you're like, I don't want to make them sadder. Or I don't want to do this, or I don't want to mm-hmm. give them this if that's going to hurt their tummies or like, right. just like uh, overthinking things to the point yeah. of not doing anything. So, right. oh, that would be- and I will tell you, I think the thing to do is just do whatever it is you think of, just do it. Mm. The hardest is when someone's like, what can I do? Cause you don't know. Yeah. I didn't know what I would need from day to day. I didn't know what I would want. I had, I was clueless. And so anytime someone showed up, however they showed up, I was just grateful for it. You know, it's just you just know someone's thinking about you and it's really nice. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. So I do think we need to get something on the books and maybe bring in a co-expert to from the medical mm-hmm. side. Because yeah. you know what? I think that... Sadly, the statistics are to the point where if it's not you, it's going to be definitely someone in your close ring of friends who's going to yeah. be impacted by this. So it's a, if, it's one in eight women. Yeah. One in eight. And I don't know, as we're recording this, just yesterday, a CNN anchor whose name is escaping me. I feel terrible about it, but we will link to it. She announced on air that she's going to be taking some time off because she was diagnosed with a stage three cancer has a quite an extensive treatment ahead of her. Um, but she talked about that one in eight statistic again, and she asked everybody to just stop for a minute and think about eight women or seven other women that they know. Mm-hmm. Think about those seven and yourself. One of you is going to be diagnosed. It's a crazy statistic. She had no family history and found herself with a stage three cancer. And she's also a person of color. And so there's a whole aspect to that because I think it's something like women of color Black women in particular are 41% more likely to die of breast cancer than white women. It's a whole shit show with our medical system. Um, So there's a lot there. I would love to bring on somebody who is not just regurgitating statistics, but understands it and can speak to it because there's a lot to cover. 
But I think the most important thing is that you caught it early. And with so, my routine mammogram. Routine mammogram. Yeah. So I know that we do a lot of stuff around October. Well, not we, the the country. The yeah. <laughs> we general public, usually in October, everybody does their, you know, their pink ribbons and all those types of things. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes we tend to forget about it once the all the pinkness goes away. And yeah. so we're here to remind you that Every month is a good month to go do your, well, don't do it every month. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible, barbaric process. You only want to do it when you have to. (laughs) I shouldn't give medical advice. Um, But yes, uh, if you have not, and actually this is an interesting point because I think the last recording we did, uh, we were talking about it and I was like, oh, and yeah, I'm up to date and blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, I went and checked and I was not. So here Mm -hmm. we had been, it had been a central point in having you going through this and talking Mm -hmm. about it. And I still, it's shocking how much we can misremember time periods. Like it felt like it was a couple months ago, but it had been, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a long, it was like 14 months, but it was more than a year. So, um, so I got on there and you know what? I, even if you are not due for a while, start scheduling now. I noticed that the scheduling for it was a lot slower than in past years in the sense that um, I think just medical things are backed up a little bit more than usual. So you- Well, if you're local to Austin, and a lot of people used to easily go to ARA imaging, well, ARA has been bought and they're not taking certain insurances that they used to take. And so they have such a huge, they can handle a huge volume of people, but now they're not taking all these insurances. So it's harder to schedule because you have to find one of the other imaging locations that will take your insurance. They're like, they're not taking big major insurances. And I think you might've run into that. You couldn't go to ARA. Well, I did run into that. And then Mm -hmm. I got a bonus trip to go see Missy out of it because I had to drive. way out of my neighborhood to but so yeah that was the reason that i had to book it so far away from my neighborhood uh, place that i would usually go to for it and i had to wait a certain time period so even if i do believe you can leave this in but i believe and i will confirm it you do not need a doctor's order to schedule your annual screening mammogram That is a test that you can call and schedule yourself. You don't have to go see your doctor. Now, I recommend going to see your doctor because they do a lot of other things that you Mm -hmm. need to have done. But if you're dealing with some anxiety around that and you're putting off going to the doctor for some reason, at least schedule your mammogram. You can call and do it yourself. And I mean, it saves lives. Mine was really fast growing. It wasn't there the year before. It had gotten pretty sizable in a year. And I feel like had I let it go, it could have escaped. It was still stuck in those ducks, but it could have mm-hmm. gotten out, you know? So I do it. Just call and schedule. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Let's see. What else do we want to talk about that? I mean, I, th- I do think it warrants its whole whole episode. Um, I mean, so I think we'll it could. We can talk about, you know, I had to make a decision whether or not I did any kind of reconstruction, which I chose not to. I left it kind of open. I could do it later. And now I'm, what is this? A little over three months out, right? Mm-hmm. No, not quite. What? Where am I? I don't know where I'm at. Yes, a little over three, three months, months out. I think so. What day is it? Um, <laughs> and I think I've decided I will never do any kind of reconstruction. So I am now part of a growing number of women who choose to stay flat, which comes with its own set of 
crap. You know, like it was a choice I made. I'm glad I made that choice, but I have to learn to dress myself again. Not as in mm-hmm. physically how to put clothes on, but what <laughs> clothes to put on. Um, everything looks weird and different. And the other day I got like a huge pit in my stomach because I thought, well, I've figured out winter pretty well. I can layer. It's pretty mm-hmm. great. But now I have to figure out summer and swimsuits and all that. But there are, I mean, there are Facebook groups and there's all kinds of people that, you know, dedicated to this. So it's not like I'm out here alone doing it, but um, it's a choice that gets some pushback from surgeons. Not mine. Mine was great, but sometimes people have trouble. Their surgeons do not want them to make this choice. Um, It's a choice that That I have talked to women since. Yeah. I have talked to women since who get pushback from their partners. It's just, um, yeah. You know, but it's a big decision and it does have a lot of repercussions in your life as you go along and every day something new occurs to me and every once in a while I'm like, holy crap, look, I don't have any boobs. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) Like you were just saying, you were cold today. (laughs) Yes, I'm cold. I lost a lot of padding. I lost five pounds in one day and um, that was a lot of padding that I was used to having. And, you know, I mean, it's it takes a while for your brain to wrap around it, even though I was very certain that was the decision I wanted to make at the time of surgery. And as the months have gone on, I'm still really certain that that's what I'm sticking with. I feel good about it. It is the right decision for me. I don't have any regrets. Just a great thing to be able to say. Like, I yeah. feel super confident with this decision. But it doesn't mean there aren't moments of like, huh, interesting. You know, it's just, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I've had boobs since I was like 10. There's a lot of decades to carry those around and they're a part of you and it's a big part of your life in a lot of different ways. And I'm having to learn to be without. And I would I'd be happy to talk to someone if you are trying to make that decision because it helps. Like I listen to a lot of other women's stories that made, you know, the gamut of decisions, mm-hmm. not necessarily that ended up in the same decision I made. Same, I've shared my story with a lot of women who are trying to make a decision and it. It just helps. You just need information and you just want to hear other people's experiences. And so, yeah, we we can totally do an episode on it. Or if you just want to reach out to me and talk, I'm here. That is very generous and very helpful. And yeah, I think that'll be a really valuable, this is a valuable episode, but I think the additional information that we'll have on that dedicated episode will be really, really important. So stay tuned for that and and many other exciting episodes coming up. Well, now we get to talk about what you've done for the last, well, three months, but six months, really. And it's way more fun than breast cancer. (laughs) It is. That is for sure. I mean, it has its days, but um, no, it can't even compare. Uh, Yes, my new, I I would call it my new job. But as we were just saying, I just had my six-month anniversary, which which is really funny because I remember, gosh, one of the episodes back when I started, I was feeling bad because it had been like three weeks and I didn't feel like I was caught Mm. up to where I needed to be. And we talked to someone who's, or no, I had, I think I just Googled like, how long to be ready (laughs) or or to feel like you're working right. Mm -hmm. Um, And they said at least three months and, you know, usually like closer to six months. Yeah. And there's still stuff I'm learning on a daily basis. I'm sure that there are still people at my office who are like, okay, new girl, like, (laughs) that's not how you do that. But as far as like getting into the swing of things and feeling like I'm really steady with what's going on, I got to say six months is a really nice milestone. Um, It's, well, it didn't help that, like, was it two months ago? When did it 
like around September, October, um, I took on a new client. So that was also, every time you take on a new client, it's almost like starting a new job yep. in terms of learning about them and all those mm -hmm. types of things. So it was almost like starting two jobs <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Um, getting well, you and I had there. lunch or brunch recently and you were we were talking about how different things, like things work differently than oh, the last time you had a job like this. Like the world has changed a lot. So you just have that learning curve to deal yeah. with. Yeah, and I, it's so much of it is, okay, so I'm working at an agency, which actually I want to have the CEO, Tracy, come yes. on sometime be because I love the philosophy of the agency. It's called Creative Noggin, and the whole reason she started it, I mean, gosh, was it 12 years ago, 13 years ago? It has always been a digital, or not digital agency, but a uh, remote like work agency. from home yeah everybody works from home and the idea and i think pretty much all of us except for one uh are women and so very much this idea of being able to if you want to care for kids or have some flexibility with childcare, home or whatever other thing that you need to have flexibility with you can do that yeah. And not necessarily time-wise, I'm the only one who works on a contract basis. Most people are full-time, but it's flexible in the sense of, I need to pick up my kid from school this time and no one gives you shit about it. Or it's As just- it should be. Yeah, it's just completely expected and it's very flexible on the, oh, I've got this dentist appointment. I, and you know, people say, I'm gonna be here these hours instead of these hours. So it's just very open that way no one would ever think twice about someone going to pick up a kid or leaving early for a game or leaving early for yeah. a recital. It's just, it is woven into the fabric of the agency, which I just love yeah. so much. Uh, mine is extra flexible because I do freelance work. And so I just work for the hours that I'm contracted to for my clients. So I'm even, yeah. I'm able to hop out and do a podcast recording in the middle of Thank the day. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I was so happy when you got your job, but I'm not going to lie. There was part of me that was like, oh, no. Like, what if we can't podcast anymore? I know. And I I'm know. working actively towards going back to a, some more hours, like kind of like you have something a little more permanent and steady. And um, same thing. I want to make it so that we can. I still want to do this. Yes, I love it. I love, yeah. well, I love talking to you on a regular basis, and I love talking to smart women on a regular yes. basis about their expertise and all the things that they can help other people learn it's from. It's so much fun. Like, I we're know. the luckiest. I have missed it so much. <laughs> Me too. Yay, you're back. Uh, but yeah, so what about the job? It's, uh, I should have a whole episode on that too. Um, well, I think we should. I think we should have your boss on, and I think that we should talk about everything that's entailed because it really dovetails with what we do here. Talking oh, it's, about, it's I mean, everything you're free, you're about what we do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was really the point. It's It's been very interesting how it's all kind of not consolidated. What is it? It's kind of crystallized in this idea of yes. like everything that we've learned about. It hasn't been like one episode was what changed my life. Although you could probably argue that Briar <laughs> did a Briar big Doherty changed a lot of people's <laughs> lives. I think I have another friend who just used her teachings. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Briar's amazing. Um, but I think it's just, a, it was taking a little bit from each episode mm -hmm. and pulling it together. And 
having it repeated and smashed into my head a few times about, I think, especially the idea of what is it called? This the skill blocking or something like that. Obviously, it really stuck with me. But I can't remember the name. Like of upskilling. It. Well, there's upskilling, or... but there's also this idea of breaking down what your skills are and also breaking down what the things that you like are and then taking a look at different jobs and saying what what elements of these jobs do i like and that matches up with each of those things my skills and yeah. the things that i actually enjoy doing because i spent a probably the first year of this podcast being pretty sure that I was never going to go back to advertising. You were, yeah. And I probably, I hope none of my clients start <laughs> with the first <laughs> few episodes. You should tell them all. I Hang know. in there. I come around to it. Oh my gosh. No, I mean, because it really was, I. it wasn't necessarily that the career wasn't what I was interested in. There's very many parts of it that I'm interested in. I love the data analytics part of it. I love yeah, the clients do. and interacting with the people. I love the project management aspect of it and managing mm -hmm. these schedules and stuff. So those are things that I really, really enjoyed. I, the elements I did not like in the previous iteration of my advertising job was all of the travel. And it was, you know, the 70 hour weeks and it was, you know, XYZ, other elements of it. Not we are right now. Yes, that do not, uh, the big long drives to work, those types of things. So yeah. it when I actually broke down the pieces of different jobs, I realized it wasn't necessarily the quote unquote job that I didn't like. It was this part of it and not no. necessarily all jobs are created equal in a particular field. Not all ag ad agencies are created equal too. Absolutely not. Yes. No. The, the mentality of, and like I was just saying, the culture at Creative Noggin is very much, if that would have been what I had, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I, I may have not even left work in you the first place, right? right? So and anyway, we all have we carry the past traumas of workplaces, <laughs> like we've all had bad experiences. <laughs> I don't know anybody who hasn't had at least one horrible job. And you carry that with you. And so you had to do the work to figure out like to unpack that and then figure out where you could go from here. Yes. And I think that's so great. And I think that's something we've learned. I'm doing, that's what I'm doing right now is putting on paper, like, what have I done? What are the skills I've gotten from there? And how do I want that to translate to what, mm -hmm. what I'm doing going forward? It's a crazy process to try and sit down and remember all the things you've done. Yeah. And I remember we've had a few guests who have told us to do that. And I was like, no, I just know I don't, I don't want to do that. I never want to do that right? again. <laughs> and, right. and I'm glad that it took a few coaches coming on and, you know, repeating the same thing for me to be like, okay, mm -hmm. fine. Okay, I'll try. I have to do I'll that. <laughs> um, and I probably, you know what, I probably, I don't know, uh, if it would have been the same type of culture and the same type of processes right. of other places I had been, then it probably would have just reinforced that no agency work isn't for me. So maybe that was just a fact of really hitting the sweet spot of a workplace that shares my same values. Right. Um, but then that's all, all part of the, all the values exercises and stuff that we've talked mm -hmm. about in several episodes too. So yeah. yeah. And hopefully it's a sign that some of this workplace culture, I'm sure not everywhere, but it's changing. And we've talked about it in many episodes where COVID made a big impact on that. And people are realizing there's 
there's more ways to do this than just yeah. the traditional, you should live and die for this job and you should be here 70 hours. And if you have a family, then you're not any good to us. I think that I'm sure it exists in places still, but I think it's maybe becoming less the norm. I hope. I hope so. I hope so. Or at least we know that that's what we are looking for. Yes. <laughs> we enough. deserve it. So, yeah, I've got to say that after, what, two and a half years of doing the podcast and trying to figure out a whole, it was so funny because, I mean, one of the points, I thought it was going to be a pivot-like type podcast of, like, yeah. trying to uncover this secret career route that, you know, That's was this ideal like route, and it was going to be a big surprise, you know, there was going to be this big reveal of, like, <laughs> you really should have been a neurosurgeon or, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it's, I don't know if it's laziness or just serendipity that it all ended up coming back to, you know, you were doing what you should have been doing all along. Um, you were just doing it at the wrong place, apparently. So, <laughs> um, but anyway. for some people, it may be a big pivot. That may be what comes out of the process yes. of going through this. But I'm finding, and I think we've found in some episodes, you know, the big pivot comes with there's a lot attached to that. It usually requires some different education, at the very least, a different kind of certification. And that's fine. I mean, if that's that's where you're led, like there are opportunities for that. Yeah. Um, and that being you know. said, a lot of my pivots, which I still am exploring. So, I mean, it's not to say that, and who knows, I might have a different career in a few other years. I don't know. That's right. But you don't have to be one thing. Exactly. But a lot of the extracurricular, like volunteer work and other contract work and stuff that I have done over the years that were not aligned with advertising, like my informed parents of Austin stuff, mm -hmm. doing the podcast all helped lead me to get this particular role because mm -hmm. it happened to do with a client that was around careers and coaching and those types of things. So it was just happened to be really aligned. So I do say that just kind of explore what's interesting. Yep. And as long as you're having fun with it, and just like the podcast, we do not want this to end just because I have this job now doesn't mean I don't want to continue to help other people explore and can learn myself about uh, interesting things that moms can do. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of jobs out there. Yeah. Do you think, you know, we've said this before too, but I think when we were out getting jobs for the first time, life was not presented to us that way. Yeah. And and I have, I read a statistic recently and I won't say it because I'll butcher the number, but it was something like if you asked high school kids, current high school kids to name as many jobs as they could think of, the average number was 12. They could think of 12 jobs. And most of them were the traditional doctor, lawyer, you know, oh they, you know, sales kind of job. But there are thousands and thousands of kinds of jobs. There are so many jobs that don't even require a degree. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of paths out there to success. Yeah. And I think we're still kind of doing a disservice to kids if they can only name 12. But I know when I was going through school, I thought of a fraction of the things oh, available yeah. to me. Well, even six months into Zoe's college planning, we had never even heard of medical illustration. And right. who knows? I'd that never may heard not of it end up until being... you told me about it. No, but that may not, you know, who knows if that ends up being her career, but it's her current major. And yeah. I mean, who, who would knew? have thought? I know. <laughs> I was like, what? There's something that like overlaps all her interests in this one field? Fascinating. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so explore. Do all those volunteer gigs. Do 
do well, do all the volunteer gigs that you find really interesting and that excite you and that light mm-hmm. you up, or yeah. invent your own, as the case may be <laughs> for I mean, parents of Austin. Yeah. Um. So yeah, everything kind of led me to where I am, which I'm enjoying very much now, and that's going to lead me to whatever the next yep. thing is, and it's all just very exciting. And you know what? Yes. It's awful fun to get paid. <laughs> I'm really excited about that coming oh, up soon. Oh my like, gosh! Especially. I've- Having like you have a kid in college, I will have a kid in college soon, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm super, super excited. And that's some of what we want to talk about in upcoming shows. Like we're in different places in our lives than we were when we started this show during mm-hmm. the pandemic, the height of the pandemic. A lot has changed since then, and we have these different perspectives. And so now there's a lot of different kinds of guests that we are looking forward to having on to talk about those things. So excited. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, if we do have, a, well, we should probably let people know, we're going to be probably changing our pace as we are getting our momentum back mm-hmm. after being off for a couple of months that we're going to be doing every other week yeah. for the foreseeable future. We will see where that goes. We're going to See what brings us joy and we'll we'll adapt yeah. and uh, edit from there mm-hmm. um but super excited that some of the upcoming episodes and apologies to these guests whose shows have been in the hopper for months and uh if any of their timely offers have passed by we apologize um, if you have new offers we'll reach out to them if they have yes, new offers we'll we will put we those will. out but Emily Hay from Hay There Media was particularly helpful for me because she talks mm-hmm. a lot about, especially around social media, but about yep. the idea of freelancing, which is just a whole different ball game for someone who has either been A, not working or B, working, you know, a 40 hour Right, a traditional Quote, unquote, job, traditional role. Yeah. Um, so it is a different, different animal. Um, in fact, I'm helping some of my friends. This is my shout out brought to you by Paymo. Paymo is my favorite app. I pay $5 a month for it and I would pay a million. Don't let them know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's my time sheet. So for each of my clients, each of them probably have like 20 different tasks or billing codes under Mm -hmm. each of them. And so it's not just a matter of like, oh, I worked five hours on this client today. It's like, no, I worked 15 minutes on this client's emails and then 15 minutes on this one's landing page and then 15. And so trying to keep track of that is a monster and pay Imagine. Not only does it keep track of it for me, but then at the end of the month, I just click on the end of the beginning of the day and it spits out this beautiful consolidated invoice that I can send for my billing and then it has all the backup information however they want to see it broken down by day broken down by client breaking down by task so it's just awesome and I just have I recommended that, it because that was my week. least favorite part of freelancing was tracking my time and when you showed it to me I'm like oh I can maybe do that again oh yeah because it's that was so in my decision making process that is one of the things where I'm like oh, I hate tracking my time hate mm-hmm. it and but Paymo did make it look really easy. It feels like a Paymo ad, but Paymo changed that forever. <laughs> I do love it. It is the best. It's kind of it's kind of like the Canva of timesheets. Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, Canva, yeah. another one of my favorite things. Uh, yeah. so, yeah. so Emily Hayes coming on. Yeah, soon. Emily Hayes coming on. And then we've got Anne Welsh is the yes. episode after that. 
And so Anne was around uh, the topic of parental leave coaching, which I was hoping which I to wish get. I'd had. I know. Well, first of all, I wish I'd had that. But then I also have a friend who just went on parental leave. Yeah. And so I was hoping I was going to have that one live for her a while ago. Sorry. You could have just sent her the I could have just sent her the tape. Yes. Well, now I gave her some tips out of it, too. So, so yeah, that'll be a really yeah. good one coming up here. Yes. Yeah, so if you know anybody who's on the verge of taking parental leave, that's going to be a great episode for them. Yes. Yes. And you know what? I, I would say any kind of leave. So even if you are, yeah, really. if, it, if there is no infant or child or elderly parent or any special right. needs that are involved, if you're just taking a break for your break, um, it's helping you plan. Good information. Plan for that pause or for mm -hmm. that shift in your life. So, yeah, highly, highly recommend both of those that are coming up. And then, yeah, we'll just have to wait to hear about the rest. Yeah. I think <laughs> we're going to have some business owners on talking about that and some midlife uh, amazing women. Um, yeah, yeah. Just doing cool stuff. And then, like we talked about earlier, some health and wellness. And like, I'm very interested in exploring some of this, like, when your life is, I don't want to say upended, that feels dramatic, but my life changed drastically, quickly, and, or not my life, my body, I don't know. That's your, but, I mean, it is your yeah. life, yeah. A lot happened, and so I'm really interested now in, you know, that coming back from that and what that looks like, and I know I probably haven't done it all quite right, but we'll have, we're going to have some experts come on and yeah. talk to us about that mindset and the shift and how you how you get back to whatever, I don't know, I don't like to say normal, but you kind of get back to whatever it is you're going back to. Yeah. And especially if where you're going back to is a workplace, I've got to imagine that right. enters some some other complications or right. just some nuances to think about. Yeah. So and like, it's like a fa my phase of life is so different. I do not recommend if you have a choice, I do not recommend turning 50, which I haven't yet, but it, it's coming in soon. Um, turning 50, sending your first child off to college and having cancer in the same year. That's I don't so recommend mean. it. Yes. Yeah, zero out of 10 stars in a <laughs> real mind. Um, so yeah it's a lot so we're going to talk to some experts about what to do when everything just feels really different and trying to wrap your head around it yes oh my gosh i'm so excited and you know what we're going to be kind of selfish this year about sure. answering some of the questions we really want answers to and bringing on coaches for those but we want you all to be selfish too so definitely either in the socials or reach out to us let us know um, some of the things that you want to hear about, some questions you want to have answered. I know I've had a friend reach out specifically. She's managing a team of people who work from home. So not even necessarily freelancing part-time, but a full-time workers working from home and trying to navigate the ins and outs of that, the different ways of managing your time around that, how to avoid any pitfalls when you have two of you working from home how do you divide the space or how are you managing the division of labor around the house um, and just the bandwidth like the internet bandwidth like just as we started i was like mark's getting off any minute he's gonna leave the internet and mine will speed up like how do you have enough juice coming into your house to do that Yes. So working from home is going to be probably something, again, kind of a new reality post-COVID that people are yeah. running into more and more of like how to make this work for me, how to make your space work for you, how to make your time work for you. I spent two days last week cleaning out this 
office. What do we call it? Our closet office. Clawfice. <laughs> our clawfice studio. And it's so silly. One, I'll just send a picture of it. One of the small things for the past three years, I have been balancing this laptop right here on a box. I think it was the box that my microphone came in. It was the microphone box, in. yeah. Yes. Yeah, just, just in case I just need to return it. It's a great box, by the way. It is a, a good box. box. In fact, I made, <laughs> no, I did. Re I finally recycled it. But I realized I've got this, I was like, what could I put it on that's a little more elegant? And I put, oh, actually, I probably should, I was wondering why I'm a little off from usual. Oops, I gotta <laughs> pull it up. But I've got a little cute wooden um, jewelry box that was always shoved behind a bunch of like shirts and stuff in the closet. And so I took the time to clean out and organize that. And now my laptop sits on top of that. So when it's not and in it's use, pretty. I don't have this microphone box just sitting on my mm -hmm. dresser for an undetermined amount of time. Because my cloth is, oh. like, yes. I mean, not to make excuses, but for a while, it was really hard for me to reach and lift. Oh, yeah, that's and not so an excuse. That is legit. I can't even really do justice to what I did in here, which was just kind of throw things in places. And I hung things like the easiest place to reach. So my clothes are all crammed in weird places. And uh, so now I can reach and lift and I need to come in here and just reset. I need a big reset. Yes. Uh, you know what? I was just talking to a friend's mom about she had had uh, mastectomy years decades ago yeah. and that range of motion point she's like she was so mad she said i can't believe no one told me how big of a deal that was gonna yeah. be that i can't lift my arms more than you know a few inches for yeah. quite a long time and she was so i do think again we keep on saying we're, we need to have that dedicated episode but i think there'll be some really good points that are brought up just so because i'm sure when that happened to you you were like well surely something must be wrong like there, I mean, this I was can't be warned, something that happens. I was warned, and actually, I was, I was told my restrictions would be even more extreme than they were. But I was told to prepare to have T Rex arms yes. for like quite a while, and um, I was terrified actually because it sounded horrible. And my surgeon's a little more liberal with that. And as soon as she saw that I had healed to a certain point, she was like, "You can't hurt it. You need to go and do." And of course, at the time, I was like, my I could get my arms about here. And she's yeah. like, oh, no, you need to be doing more. Oh. But even so, I had to advocate hard to get into physical therapy because hmm. she thought I could just do it on my own. And maybe some people can, but I knew myself I was going to be afraid to like do too much. Yes. And even though she said, you cannot hurt it, do whatever, I still was afraid. Um, so I had to advocate hard to get physical therapy. And Good then I had to you. wait a long time to get into physical therapy, which is a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, yeah that's... I mean, it was stunning to not be able to do like I couldn't wash my hair because I couldn't get my hands up there. Oh, and yes. guess what? Mark, not a great hair washer. <laughs> not so good at it. <laughs> no. Oh, I think we cut the part out earlier where we said our sons had such beautiful curly hair oh, because yes. of because of not washing it. It's so fun. The less they wash it, like the curlier and more beautiful it gets. So beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't smell great. Looks cute, though. Right. Yeah, don't kiss him on the head, but it really looks cute. <laughs> it doesn't work for us as well. <laughs> oh, no. my gosh. Okay, no. so is there anything else we need to let people know about what's coming up here? I don't think so. We'll put on the socials, too, but for real, if anything we've said, like, sparks something in you and you know an expert or somebody that we should talk to, let us know. And if there's anything you want us to talk about, 
let us know because we have an exciting year. It's wide open in front of us. We can do all kinds of great mom and dot, dot, dot things. Yes. And if you do not bring it up, like I said, we're getting selfish this year. We're we're bringing in everybody for stuff that we specifically want to know about. So, I mean, if we want to know about it, surely at least a few other people want to know about it. Well, certainly, because you know what? I really do think once you get to kind of this stage in life, we all have like the same six things we care about. So (laughs) I'm sure if we care about it, y'all care about it too. Mm -hmm. Sorry if you're some 22-year-old who just stumbled in here. All the lessons will be really relevant except for, well, you know what? You can never start planning for menopause too early. I was getting ready to say, (laughs) the more knowledge you have before you get to that perimenopause place, the better. So if you think, oh my gosh, it's so far away from me, it's coming, sister, and you need to know about it. (laughs) We're going to scare them away. (laughs) And it's great. It's fine. You're going to like it. You're going to love it. It's the best. You're warm all the time. It's cool. Yeah. Okay. So I think that is it. We're going to post this and then in, t- uh, we'll see how ambitious I am. I was going to say it's going to be two weeks after that. We'll post the next episode, but it's I such a good one. Stick to our two okay. Weeks, every two I think we weeks. We should like get on our schedule. That's good for everybody. Okay. Like, we're getting on a schedule. You all thank you for helping me set boundaries. Look at me. I'm just so excited to share this episode with Emily. Just a downfall we both have. I know. Like, we just get excited. And we do it, but we're going to, We're going to stick to a routine so that everybody knows what to expect, including us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got to tell you. Okay. So I do want to, this is my closing thought of like, for the years I had between career gaps or whatever, and the shock to the system of starting back up was not that much more than the shock to the system of going back to work after like a one and a half week holiday break. Like, so just, I mean, just any kind of pause is a shock to the system. It's true. So I, I just want to encourage people to just know that even people are, who are working full-time jobs, they, they feel that same amount of like, do I remember like how computer works? (laughs) Like there really is. I mean, you don't, don't be too hard on yourself for thinking that you're too far back. There is just that period Mm -hmm. of adjustment that is a little bit of a shock to the system, but it, it oddly enough was not, it's like, gosh, this Monday was just as hard. I mean, it felt like starting up a big, long train. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just you got to get the wheel started again. Then once you start cruising, you're going fine. But it, yeah, I've been doing a lot of reading about brain science, more around health and like physical fitness type stuff. But it it applies to everything, of course. But our brains desperately want homeostasis. Mm. the brain is like a computer and it wants things to stay the same and so even if the change is good and it's a change you want and it's and the change is whether you've been off a week and a half and you have to go back to work or you're changing the way you eat or whatever it is your brain is like no we we do this now yes the last week and a half we've done this and so this whatever you're trying to do today is too hard and so you just have to be really (laughs) conscious and be like nope we know how to do it we're good. Here we go. And it but, does not help when you have two teenagers who still have like two weeks of vacation left, right. just like leisurely doing the things that you were doing last week and being like, wait a minute. And your brain's like, well, why aren't we still doing that? That looks yeah, fun. Why are we just going on a hike or watching a movie and eating popcorn? Or, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's hard. It's nice. But yes, 
the boy went back to school today. Oh, the good. girl yeah, goes mine back, went back last week. Saturday. Oh, really? Our district got out like a full week before Christmas. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, or a little more. So we went back last on Thursday and everyone else went back this week. Oh, yes. And it's it's nice. It's nice to kind of like you're saying, your brain likes a little schedule. So I'm it sure. Pretty quickly adjust though, too, which I think is amazing. Like in that week and a half, your brain went, this is how we do it now. Yes. So you just need a few days to be like, no, this is what we do now. But you know what? This is a nice little reminder because he's going to be coming from home from school in about a half an hour. And I'm sure that me being all revved up and ready and like have been doing my thing for the past week is going to have that expectation for him. Just like a little reminder to be gentle to your littles who are heading back mm -hmm. to school this week. And yeah, yeah. my 17 year old came in yesterday. So day three of being back at school, but it had a weekend in between there. And he said this, it was such a hard day. Yeah. Like I felt like I had a little kid. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't usually act like that. He rolls with things pretty well, but it's hard to make that adjustment back. Yes. Especially because a lot of them are changing classes too mid semester or not mm -hmm. mid semester, but at the mid, break between mid -year. the two semesters. So. Okay, little yeah. reminder, I'm going to be extra nice. Be extra gentle with him because, <laughs> yeah, and they hold themselves together all day long yes. and, you know, act like good, decent humans, and then they come home to us and don't have to do that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good reminder to us all to be gentle to our children and gentle to ourselves when yes. making these big transitions in life. Mm -hmm. So Our little computer brains struggle. Yes. Oh, well, I got to do a transition back to work. <laughs> All right. Have a good off. rest of your work day. I know. I'm going back to work. And so, yeah, we're so excited to be back with y'all. So happy. So, oh, you know what? Glenn and Doyle has been saying this a lot. Apparently, Apple did Apple Podcasts uh, did some type of update over the past month or so, oh. where sometimes the podcast that you were following or subscribed to got, I think it's like a pause. I don't know exactly what happened. That's, I couldn't find something the other day, and I bet that's why. Yeah. Well, in Abby Wambach was like, I had to go unpause my own podcast. Like, she wasn't <laughs> following her own podcast anymore. Um, we'll do so, a big push. Yeah. Tell everybody we're back because they might yeah. not be able to find us. Yeah. So just in case you had been following or if you had not been following and this is your first visit, go follow because we've got lots of good stuff coming up. And while you're waiting in between weeks, that gives you a ton of time to go and catch up on some of our past episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're so yeah. excited to be back. We're so excited to be with you. Go follow us on all the socials so that you can get all the good information and so you can reach out to us and let us know what you want to hear about this year. Yeah, please do. Please tell us. Don't be shy. All right. I guess I better get back to work. Yeah. Have all a great rest of your afternoon. Thank and you. And we will see you all in two weeks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show, and if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com, with the A and D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private Mom and Community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at mommanpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count. <laughs>